Hello, and you're very welcome to Mind You, where I dive into how different people use different ways to self-care. I'm Brian Barnes from Brian Barnes Wellbeing, where I partner with people to create unique wellbeing solutions. Today, I'm delighted to be talking to Wayne Hennessy. Wayne has a huge passion for serving and minding others through his work as a clinical hypnotherapist and the founder of Advanced Hypnosis Clinics Network. So Wayne, thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank you very much, Brian. It's lovely to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Thanks, Wayne, and you're very welcome. And Wayne, can you start off by telling me a little bit about yourself and how you got to here? Oh, God, how long have you got, really? <laughs> um, look, I mean, it's been a long road, and I, and I got where I got to in, in this industry through a lot of hard work and a lot of perseverance. Um, and, you know, failure is the mother of all invention, you know, and, and necessity is the mother of all invention, but perseverance is key. You know, there's great days and there's, there's days that we, you, you, you would want to bury your head in the sand because running the network of, uh, of clinic hypnotherapists and their clinic locations, it, it has its great days, but it also has its challenges as well. But in, in the greater picture of everything, um, I suppose looking from the, from the work that I do, it's the training, it's, 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 it's a multitude of other things as well, but it's all business and business and business, you know? And what, like when, like, let's say, you know, what brought you into hypnotherapy in the first place? Like, where were you before and, you know, what kind of piqued your interest? Well, I come from a family uh, background in business. Um, I worked for my mother and my father for a lot of years. Uh, we ran uh, family news agents uh, in the early years, back in 1980. Um, and then we... we you know, we went on into fish and chip business as well. We had a family fish, a traditional family fish and chip business there when I worked. Um, so always had good, strongly, a strong um, background in, in business when working with family as well. But going on from that, and I suppose I've been hypnotizing people all of my life, I just never knew it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I never knew it at all. I've been persuading people, you know, all of my life. But, um, you know, as far back as 88, 1988, I started... Um, you know, realizing that the gift that what I had was talking with people, but helping people. There was friends of mine that were struggling. There was family members that were extended family members that were going through some stuff. And I was always acutely aware of it as well. Um, I would have often sat down with quite a lot of them too. Um, and un unwittingly and unknowingly, and certainly, you know, not, not with the specific intention to, uh, to help them in that regard, but it, it just became a part of it as well, Brian, you know, so I noticed those skills very, very early on. And then further on to that, then I, I went into training, I went into you know, certification and then, and from there, it kind of just grew legs by itself, if I'm, if I'm being honest, you know, I just went straight into helping people. Um, and it's, I suppose it's grown ever since really, you know. And I suppose, yeah, it's kind of grown kind of organically into something and for, you're kind of following your passion, which yeah. is brilliant. So, Wayne, thank you for sharing that with me. And let's say diving deeper into how you mind others, like kind of day to day. Could you give us a picture of, you know, like when someone comes to you, where do you start off with, with you know, trying to, with, with helping them? Well, 
Well, the first thing that you must, I suppose, that I've learned anyway is, um, let's just say somebody would come to me with an what I term as an anxiety-based condition. Uh, they could be just having panic attacks. They could just be feeling overwhelmed. They could be, you know, overstressed. They could be affected across many, many, you know, areas of their own lives. And a lot of the times when people are coming in from an anxiety-based condition, even the thought of going into um, into hypnosis, that in itself can be done. So, you know, that first session is always an exploratory session. Um, and, I, and I term it as that when I'm working with people. I, I want to introduce them into hypnosis, you see. Um, I know where I need to go with the therapy. I just have to make sure that the person going into that therapy um, is going into their very first therapy and it's an enjoyable experience. And it's usually by the time we get into that secondary session then that they're, they're more open to the process because they feel less of a threat. Because if you think about it, well, people are riding into a, a clinical setting for the purpose of hypnosis. So the setting is brand new to me. I'm a practical stranger at that point. And um, the process that they're about to go into in itself is actually quite daunting. So, you know, when you say to me, how do you mind others? Well. I really, really make really need to make sure that they feel so comfortable in that very first session, because that's going to be the foundation of any any um, any sessions thereafter. And you know, um, so stepping out to help people with a lot of conditions, uh, Brian, because without trust, without that trust at all being established, and there's no foundation whatsoever for therapy. And I I, I always say to people when I when I meet them first. I, I want you to just imagine that between me and you, there's a bridge. And I need you to walk into the center of that bridge as if to roll up your sleeves and sit down and say, you know, you know you're looking for a particular direction to go in to get some help with this. I'm going to meet you in the middle of that bridge. And both of us are going to sit down and figure this out. I'm going to show you a really, really effective way in which to you know, begin to overcome this. So immediately I'm liking them to this bridge because without that bridge there, although it's only an imaginary thing, and I'm saying this to them cognitively, it's not that I'm saying this to them, saying to them in hypnosis. This happens in the first 10, 5, 10 minutes of me talking to somebody in a pre-talk. I have to really make sure that they understand that without that, without that bridge of trust, there is no foundation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that trust is so important. And when, like... Could you tell us what are some of the most common kind of challenges that people have been coming to you with, let's say, in the last kind of 18 months, which has been a big challenge for everybody? We would always have had, um, you know, certainly in my clinic, I can speak from my perspective on this, because I'm a full-time hypnotherapist as well as um, founder and the director of the clinics network. I always had a steady stream of people that would arrive in my clinic with varying um, degrees of being affected with alcoholism, for example. I could have the extreme, the chronic. I could also have the problematic. Um, problematic is, you know, it, I, would have, I would have structures that are available, therapy structures that are available to meet each and every, um, say, profile of say anybody that was affected by alcohol but i also had a lot of people here was another thing Brian. a lot of people affected with cocaine recreational use that would have been recreational use back then 
has just turned into something that's that's cut a hold of the person. Um, and I, I'm working with currently at the moment going through the clinic. I've got six people that are going through the clinic from one end of the week to the next. Uh, they're on they're on structures with me. They're on let's say some people are on say six session structure and others are on a twelve session structure. Um, and that is a that's a, that, that's that's after exploding. When you say, especially throughout the pandemic, well, whatever was recreational before the pandemic had certainly turned into a little green monster during the pandemic because people just weren't going out; they were just buying cocaine themselves and having it at home. Now, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm talking about a very select um, portion of, of society. Not um, it's not it's not systematic or epidemic at all. That was a large increase, Brian, and a lot of a lot of people with weed, um, you know, cannabis, um, smokers. There's so many people that came to me, and, and nearing the end of the pandemic, there was it was like as had a steady had a steady stream of it all the way through the pandemic. But, but we were coming to the last, you know, four months of restrictions lifting and restrictions easing. Um, and my God Almighty, there was like a surge of people that really realized that going back to work was a real thing, that they were going to have to go back and stop working from home and go back to an office uh, environment and travel distance uh, to work, back to the commuting, uh, backwards and forwards to work. So a lot of people were actually in a panic state getting in touch with me that they needed to get help um, to they were embarrassed to talk and say that it was cocaine in the first place, you know. But um, yeah, quite a lot of that. Smokers, there's inundated with smokers, um, you know. Um, I mean, it's, it's endless anxiety. I mean, there's, there's, I could pick any one of the conditions, and it's equally as, um, as prevalent in the clinic uh, today. You know? and, I, and I know when you have a big passion for helping people with mental health and mental health kind of challenges, don't you? Absolutely, um, Brian. Absolutely, and, and you know this, this is this is a, a real drive and passion for me, and it has led me to go on to develop very, very specific, very, very targeted types of therapy. Um, that you know, well, back to. You know, necessity being the mother of all invention here, you know, and I myself, um, at a point in my life was, you know, affected by mental health issues as well. And I and I and I beg to differ that if anybody out there is, you know, is any different to me or is any different to you, Brian, or is any different to anybody outside there, just because you can't see mental health doesn't mean that it's not there. It's one of the hardest things to actually spot in some people because they hide it so well. Um, but yeah, I have an absolute passion. Trauma resolution is one of the one of the biggest ones that I do, and because of that work that I do in that area uh, in trauma resolution, and, and that covers such a broad area as well. But um, it's led to that foundation and that build and that continued professional relationship that I have established with all the doctors that are um, in Navinic uh, and in County Mead and even as far as way as, as Dublin there and some of the some of the hospitals there in Dublin there and, and I never went out of my way to approach a doctor ever um, and I've never you know insofar as being there and being available to help these patients 
that's never ever happened to me. I've worked with so many people that have come in for what I would term to be just groundbreaking therapies, life-changing therapies that are happening. Um, and it's a, it's a sight to behold as well. And it's, it's a proud moment to be a part of that, uh, that, that turnaround in that person's life. But what happened was, um, coincidentally, and purely by, you know, by, by the way the therapies had, um, had been and had concluded, that person went back to their GP who had been um, either working with that person um, for a number of years in relation to their mental health. And then for well, that person to engage in the services through my clinic in Navin, um for, I don't know, maybe two, maybe three, maybe even four sessions. And to go back to their family GP and feel really, really good. Um, and for the GP then to become very curious about how this person has transformed from that to this. There's nothing short of a miracle. And, and they became themselves quite curious, you know. So what I started to notice was, I started to notice a lot of people, because I ask everybody, whether it's on the phone in the first contact telephone call that I have with somebody, whether it's in a pre-talk, I ask everybody, how did you hear about um, our services? How did you hear about this clinic? And I'm hearing it through Google, and I'm also hearing quite a lot of it through well, my family GP recommended that I call them, you know. So that's led me all also as well, which again is, I'm, I'm very, very fortunate. I'm one of the very few that, uh, I don't know if anybody's seen it now, but I know that I cover people as well that are actually have, you know, their own health insurances like um, like Bupa, uh, Leila Healthcare, um, you know, Irish Life, and whoever has their own healthcare you know, so we've had people arriving in that are covered either through their employment with healthcare, um, uh, medical insurance. So a lot of the people that are engaging in the services are actually getting their money back from their insurer as well. So uh, it, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's really good that people have, have that in place. But what's really, really good is um, that, you know, Leila Healthcare, for example, or you know, any other insurers that we've, that we've dealt with as well, they've never refused to pay or to, they've never refused to, to reimburse any of their, um, any of their clients that were in the submissions, you know, so we're, we're just rolling on with this and we're expanding with it as well. And every day, <laughs> Brian, if anybody will tell you this business, every day is a school day, you know, and we learn so much every day because we're willing to learn. Absolutely, absolutely, and yeah, and uh, what they say when you learn, when you teach, two people learn. So, like, I suppose, like you know, like so, like for us as hypnotherapists, when like we get so much back from helping people, you know, like so, you know, like it's a two-way street, isn't it? Yeah, it's a two-way street, uh, and you know, you have to be open to this. I've learned so much from the people that I've had the privilege. I can only say the privilege to work with. Um, and I've learned so much from them as well. And that's helped me. Uh, it's helped me to become a better therapist. Um, the recommendations that are coming in from the clinic. For, I mean, there was only, only just two weeks ago, uh, a father and a mother um, had contacted me. Um, both of them in their you know, mid-60s mid uh, to quit smoking, for example. You know? um, and so I arranged for them to come in back-to-back 
uh, which they did with men. And both of them were very successful. They, father was smoking 60 cigarettes a day, mind. The mother was a bit of a, a different type of smoker. She was 10 to 15 a day. She was a little stressed, smoked two or three more. But the father was the real challenge. But I put two of them back to back in their sessions and bang, an absolute success. As a, as a, as a, as a direct uh, result of that, I have had seven extended members of that family arriving with him uh, for quite smoke. Wow. So, you know, it's, it's always word of mouth. And it's like I said, I've never, ever gone out with flyers and that. You know, don't get me wrong, I've, I've, I've printed thousands of flyers in, in the early years, and I still have quite a lot of them in, in, in some old lockup somewhere, you know, but I, um, I certainly haven't gone out and done the flyer thing at all. I've been very, very fortunate, and I continue to be very, very fortunate. As brilliant. Well. That's brilliant. So wait, thank you so much for sharing with me about how you mind the amazing work that you do and how many people that you help with, you know, your passion. And can you tell me now how you mind you? Oh, gosh, how do you mind you, you know? Well, what's after happening with the pandemic is what's really after teaching me how I mind myself more, um, Brian. Uh, it took the pandemic for me to see that because prior to that, um, <laughs> well, I suppose really, I've been getting a lot better at it in the two years before the pandemic. Um, but really before that, I was so, so gung-ho on setting up the business. I was so gung-ho on, you know, uh, setting up the network and, you know, meeting other therapists, getting them in. And it was all business, 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 business. And, and as a, you know, as a negative fallout from that, my, my wife became a hypno-widow, if you want to put it in that terms i was coming home from walking five and six and in some cases seven days a week um and it was absolutely horrendous when i when i'm sitting here now today talking to you and i look back at what it is that i did in the early uh, days of setting up the business and setting up my clinic um you know to think that i even did that is is uncomprehendable right now uh, when the pandemic came along um, it really, really allowed me to enjoy, and to when I say enjoy, to really reconnect with, why was I working so hard? Why was I going to this extraordinary effort in which to establish something to be a success? If when I was doing all of that, I was coming in at eight o'clock in the evening, and my daughters were a little bit younger at the time as well, so they would have been, you know, for the majority of the time that I'd come home late, they'd already be in bed. So there was a whole life and you know that I, that I was missing because work had absorbed so much of the time. And then I used to find that, you know, in those times I was actually on social media as well in order to have that presence. Also the website needed a lot of work as well. So I was absolutely consumed by the business, consumed by the therapies. I was consumed with hypnosis, hypnosis, hypnosis. But when the pandemic came along, and I have to say, I mean, as, as tough as it was for quite a lot of people, um, it actually came along as a saving grace for quite a lot of others because it allowed everybody to slow down. It allowed everybody to just take a breath and to just really, really take stock of things. Now, 
I will never, ever go back to a five, six day a week. And even further to that, Brian, I will never go back to a four day week. I work now, uh, say, three days in clinical sessions, three days. And I put everybody in, and those three days will be merciless. And they will be 8 a.m. straight through to 8 and 9 in the evening. But, you know, that allows me to have four days off at home. And when you say to me, well, Wayne, how do you mind yourself? Well, I pick up my guitar, Brian. I play a guitar. I remind myself of who I am outside of hypnosis, outside of um, uh, therapy, outside of the business that, uh, that I've been so engrossed. I'm actually very privileged to be a part of it, I might say. I pick up my guitar, I meet myself, my wife and me, me, my children. We'll go for a walk. Uh, we'll go for dinner. We'll, we'll do all of the things that we never got a chance to do when I was so, so busy. I was working five or six or seven days a week. So that's how I mind myself. Um, and I have a lot of self-care. Just, you know, my mother, <laughs> my mother, uh, she would often say to me, you know, um, you got to mind yourself, Wayne. you got to really take care of yourself and all of this, you know. And, I'd smile at her and I'd say, hey, mum, this is my best stressed face. And I'd smile at her. Uh, just to give her that reassurance that everything is okay, you know. But behind all of that, behind the facade, uh, working those long hours. Um, and another thing as well, the, the long hours, given the type of work that we do, Brian, um, dealing with trauma victims and helping them as well, it, it is such a... You know, it's such a very, very specialized area to be helping people in. And another therapist contacted me before um, who was overseas, actually. Um, and they were struggling with quite a lot of the work that was coming into that they were helping people with. Um, to the point where, that, where it was beginning to affect them, uh, beginning to affect their mental health. So this is a very, very, um, it's a very important aspect of the work that we do. We have to have self-care. We have to be looking at ways that we can, you know, make the, the conscious effort to start doing the things that we want to do. Because, you know, as we would profess to our clients, I mean, we spend all of our time worrying um, and all of our time working. Um, when I looked at myself, I was no better than some of the people that I was working with. Uh, and I was helping them. Absolutely. And, and you know that saying when you, you can't pour from an empty cup. So, and I, and I love, and that's come up a lot. I suppose that's a big reason why I started this podcast myself was about self-care and the whole idea of slowing down to speed up. Do you know what I mean? To, that tortoise in the hair, that, you know, yeah. the tortoise always wins and you slow down to speed up. So thank you so much for being so kind and generous in sharing that with me and when where can people find you oh people can find me on a you know advanced hypnosis.ie um, you know it's it's our website you click onto that and there's a whole host of uh, people there that can help people from one end of the country to the next and we're also helping a lot of people i mean i worked with people last week brian from uh, vancouver online so we're reaching a global uh, audience as well and we have specialized we have specialized online therapists that are available there that, that help people because that's their that's their specialization they're specialist online 
hypnotherapists as well. So, um, yeah, Brilliant. but they, people can contact us on advancedhypnosis.ie. Brilliant. Well, Wayne, again, thank you so much for being so kind and so generous and sharing with me how you mind others and all the amazing ways that you mind others and how you mind you. And I'm going to put a link to advancedhypnosis.ie to this podcast. And Wayne, again, thank you so much and best of luck with everything you do in the future. Oh, Brian, listen, you, you take care of yourself as well, won't you, and all of this. And it has been a pleasure talking to you as well, Brian. So you look after yourself and... Um, and thanks, everybody, and thank you to, to your listeners as well. Thank you so much for listening to Mind You, and I hope you've learned about the benefits of holistic self-care. Please like, subscribe, and follow Mind You Podcast wherever you listen to it. And please share it so we can keep the ripple effect of holistic self-care going out to the world. Find me and mind you at brianbarneswellbeing.com.